Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, Drexel University, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. Joining us today is Kelly Diley. Kelly is part of Drexel University's LeBeau College of Business, where she gets to help drive career growth for students as a career coach. Kelly, it's great to have you with us. Hey, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. I am so happy and excited to be here. I love podcasts, a major part of my daily life. So thanks again for having me. Our pleasure. And you know, you being here, Kelly, is perfect for our program today, which is really focused on innovation and technology, especially in that entrepreneurial space that you're living in and see every day out at Drexel and Penn and the whole University City campus of West Philadelphia. Uh, It's really alive and well, that entrepreneurial spirit. And you can see it all over the greater Philadelphia region. And you get to see it firsthand. I do. I do. I have my students that have become entrepreneurs. I get to work with employers who hire my students that are entrepreneurs. I've also noticed a number of new startups in these different spaces. Technology is actually one of the top spaces, business analytics, things like that. So I'm just extremely excited to be a part of it. And this week, we have the privilege of bringing you two stories about two startup companies that are doing amazing work. And they're startup companies that are happening right here in Greater Philadelphia. One is really cool because they're really helping with disaster relief efforts, but they're doing it through new technology that involves drones. And the other is a really cool company up in Bucks County. They're in the medical field, and they are really transforming how care is provided to premature infants. Well, mind blown. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it, it feels as though Our greater Philadelphia community has become a tech mecca overnight. I I love the word mecca. Um, And one local entrepreneur is embracing the ride. For me, it feels like surfing. It feels like I kind of got my board in the right place just as the wave is starting to break. So we had the chance to sit down with Joe Sullivan, founder and CEO of Aerial Applications. They're a drone startup, and they call University of Pennsylvania's Pennovation Center their home. Here, Joe explains the technical work that he and his company are focused on delivering. Aerial Applications is a software company uh, that takes photos off of drones and turns them into maps and 3D models, mostly for asset management use cases. So that can be a little bit jargon-laden. Heavy. Yeah, Yeah. like hard to wrap your head around. Basically, I'll give you two examples. So uh, one is cell tower inspections. So climbing a cell tower is extremely dangerous. It's one of the most dangerous jobs uh, in the U.S. today. And most of the time, you're climbing just to get a good look at stuff. So what we do is we say, okay, instead of sending a guy, you know, 400 feet into the air, having to clip in and climb just to get measurements, put a drone at the base, fly it around a few times and take a series of photos. And then you can turn those photos into high precision 3D models and then do all your engineering work on the back end of that. It's Very safer, cool. faster, more cost effective. Uh, So that's one use case. Uh, Another use case is uh, the work we've done in the disaster response area. We've been fortunate enough to work with Comcast, and they deployed us for 
two different uh, hurricane responses. So we did Hurricane Matthew in Savannah, where uh, we mapped the entire city of Savannah in a matter of hours on a kind of a rolling basis. And then we also did uh, hurricane recovery efforts following Hurricane Irma in uh, southern Florida. Though the work and the data that their drones create is very serious work, one cannot help but recognize just how fun operating or simply watching a drone can be as these incredible machines take flight. Take us back to the early days, the vision. How long has aerial applications been with us? And what was that first seed that was planted that caused you to say, I might there, there might be something there. So aerial applications has been around since November of 2015. And I'd been kind of cooking on this idea for a while. Prior to starting aerial applications, I was actually involved with another startup called Offerboard. Uh, it was a financial technology company here in the, you know, in Princeton, kind of greater Philly area, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and that did all right and, you know, got acquired. And as I was trying to figure out what the next step was, I was looking at kind of the, the broader market trends in the context of saying, okay, what do I want to do for the rest of my life, right? And the first thing is I, I want to do something that's not going to get replaced or automated by a robot later, right? Right. So if I can be the guy who builds the robots, I'm probably in good shape. But there was also this idea of like, okay, what would good fundamentals of a business look like that would really be solid? What's the investment landscape like? So I kind of took that top-down approach. But I also, you know, when I was in high school, like I, I, like I built my own computers, built some robots. And so mm -hmm. I always kind of thought that was um, like a part of me that I've you know, wanted to invest in, wanted to see more of. And so this was a kind of a chance to get to do that and follow my passion there. So, you know, I'm kind of kicking the idea around. And uh, I was talking to my cousin, actually, about this idea. And I'm like, uh, you know, thinking about it, I don't know. What do you think? Yep. And he's like, yeah, we should go for it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, like I, I could maybe see it, but I don't really have the technical chops to kind of make this work. And he's like, oh, I could, you know, I could maybe chip in and, kind of downplays it and then you know it reminds me that he's been working at intel for right. like the last yeah. several okay. years and i was going to ask is your cousin yeah. a rocket scientist or something just right. about yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually yeah like aerospace engineering so right. yeah, just right. about yeah yeah and you know we kind of got the ball rolling bootstrapped did all of the stuff you're not supposed to do when you start a company yeah so uh you know maxed out a ton of credit cards to just get off the ground and then got that first customer. And then once we got that first customer, then we were able to get some investment dollars behind us and just get that ball rolling. That's how some of the best companies have started though, right? You max yeah. out your credit card and then bang, <laughs> it takes off on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're able to share with us one or two projects that cause you to really be proud of the initiative that you and your team have started. If there's something that stands out for you, like, wow, that's an amazing project that we're able to work on. It's funny. I've got like a ton of projects that are like in the cooker yeah, that I yeah. don't know that we can really talk to yet. We participated in a hackathon that was based in Austin, Texas, actually. So we kind of flew the whole team in for that and it was sponsored by a group called MD5. And their, their tagline is DOD's Accelerator. So we went through that. It was like this whole weekend long thing and put together a proposal for them. And we wound up winning the contest 
And then we got invited to pitch at South by Southwest months later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really big kind of initiative for us. It's been really exciting. And since then, we've kind of been engaging around what it would look like to um, to deploy our technology as part of a you know government response initiative. Um, so we've been looking at you know partnerships with FEMA and other groups where we could say, okay, how can we help emergency response situations? You know, how can we help to get the right information in a way so that we can save time and save money and, and potentially even help save lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, that's that's really exciting. It's incredibly rewarding to just have a shot to be at bat for some of that stuff. Um, so that's been really great, very rewarding, um, really, really positive opportunity. And then on the disaster response stuff, you know, I, I think our team has just done incredible work there. That, to my knowledge, outside of, again, like government-sponsored work, has been some of the most impressive, technologically advanced work that's been done in the commercial sector in drones to date. So, you know, you talk about our work following Hurricane Matthew. We mapped the entire city of Savannah, right? So you're talking about 160 square miles with drone photography, mapping, and then, you know, the the really impressive piece of that is processing and georectifying all of that to make it into a map and then running it through visual recognition algorithms to be able to identify where the line damage was. So that was a special letter from the Department of Homeland Security so that we could kind of operate in the area. We scrambled our whole team, got everybody on site. We even like rapidly ramped up our um, our team. So we have this network of drone pilots that we called on to kind of scale up very, very quickly. And so in 72 hours, I had hired 40 people um, to kind of, you know, achieve this mission. And uh, funny story about about that. My wife was nine months pregnant. Of course she was. With our our third (laughs) And uh, so I have three girls, right? So yeah. my, my third girl and her due date was that Friday and I flew down that Saturday. Right. <laughs> and, you know, she, she turns, she's like, okay, you can go, but you know, make sure you're back before the baby or don't come back at all. Right. Right. <laughs> like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, flew down, did the mission, you know, got the data. People were, um, pretty happy with the results. And then flew back and within 24 hours was holding my daughter. So you're coming up on your three-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. November of 15 was kickoff. What's next? Where do you see aerial applications going, you know, another two, three, five, ten years down the road? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, to me, it feels like we're just getting started, right? So uh, Steve Jobs has this great quote. He's like... uh, I'm always surprised at how long it takes to be an overnight success. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if we continue growing our sales and our customer base on the trajectory that we've been on, you know, we're going to be adding, we're, we're at like 11 people right now. We're probably going to be moving to like 30 or 40, like mm-hmm. in the next 12 months, we'll be pretty rapidly kind of scaling up our operation, hiring a lot of people and, you know, depending on the direction we go with our balance of software and services, 
We could also be looking at, you know, scaling out a national kind of service network. Mm-hmm. Just asking, okay, what would it look like to actually be ready to do operations anywhere in the nation? You know, what would that look like? So I think there's some really exciting stuff just in, on the, in terms of the business growth. And, you know, the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning is the idea of like just how innovative uh, the technology we're building can really be um, and how transformative it is. So, you know, I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday and basically talking about this idea of how ideas evolve in business and how new ideas are created. And it's like a series of Lego blocks, mm. you know, where you kind of, you've got this box of technology that you, you can kind of reach into and say, okay, um, I'm going to take this piece and put it together with this piece and then maybe I'll build this new thing. And then as a new thing is built, you kind of toss it back into the box for other people to build with. Right. Right. Um, I feel like we're, we just have this like world of possibilities with all the blocks that we can kind of put together. And I'm very excited to think about what it'll be like uh, when other people are building with our block, you know? You can now listen to our full interview, including how Joe Sullivan attributes his success in the tech industry to his liberal arts degree. It's all online now at 1210wpht.com slash select. And coming up next, this Bucks County startup is helping infants grow, all while doing some growing of its own. Greater Philadelphia is one of the most accessible cities in the United States. With its prime location between New York City and Washington, D.C., we can travel between major East Coast cities. For more information on Philadelphia's accessibility, visit selectgreaterphl.com and tune in every Friday morning at 5 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Wells Fargo, a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Wells Fargo is a diversified, community-based financial services company with a strong vision of satisfying the financial needs of their customers and helping them succeed financially. Wells Fargo provides banking, mortgage, investments, consumer, and commercial financial services. Learn more at wellsfargo.com or call 1-800-869-3557. Copyright 2018, Wells Fargo Bank N.A., all rights reserved, member FDIC. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Comcast NBC Universal, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. This year, Comcast will open the doors to the Comcast Technology Center, a world-class workspace for the company's growing workforce of technologists, engineers, and software architects, and home to the new Four Seasons Hotel Philadelphia at Comcast Center. Learn more about Comcast at ComcastCorporation.com. A building is much more than the foundation, the roof, and the walls. A building represents reliability. I'm Amy Novak with Torcon Inc., and we're proud members of the General Building Contractors Association. We build places of hope and opportunity, hospitals for children, and universities for future leaders. GBCA represents the strongest, safest, and most reliable commercial contractors in the Philadelphia region. Torcon is the GBCA. We are the new standard of building excellence. Visit GBCA.com to learn more. Stradley Ronin's more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. Learn more about Stradley Ronin at Stradley.com or call 215 215- 
864-8000. Covering northern Delaware, southern New Jersey, and southeastern Pennsylvania. These are the stories, people, and projects that are transforming our collective community. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. Our region houses some of the nation's top hospitals, medical centers, research institutions, and it's all thanks to our deep history as an epicenter of medical first. You're so right, Kelly. You know, Philadelphia, it's home to the first hospital, the first medical school, the first school of pharmacy, among many other notable firsts. Mind-blowing, right? I mean, these medical breakthroughs, they are coming in all shapes and sizes. And this one Bucks County startup recognized a need in the care of preterm infants. And, you know, one of the really unique yet compelling aspects of this new startup is its name, Astarte, which is the name of an Egyptian goddess associated with love and fertility. Serial entrepreneur... Angel investor and CEO Tracy Warren describes the unique work her team at Astarte does to help premature infants grow into healthy babies. So Astarte Medical is a data analytics and software company. We provide uh, information to clinicians and hospitals in the neonatal ICU. So think about where those really tiny babies are born. And we provide information to improve feeding nutrition, and overall gut health for the babies to improve their outcomes. And that's a really niche area. How did you and your team decide to focus in on that particular area of expertise? So my co-founder, Tammy Jansen, and I have spent the last 20 years working in this region. Um, We had traveled around looking at needs in women and infant health and met a scientist out of Boston, actually at the Brigham and Women's Hospital, Kate Gregory. And it was her research around gut health and nutrition for premature infants that inspired us to start the company. And so we incorporated in Yardley in 2016. And talk a little bit more about the actual product, if you will, if, if you even refer to it as a product and, you know, why it's it's such a good place to, to establish that kind of platform that you and your team are working on. Sure. So what's little known to people unless they've experienced it is that we're surviving kids as early as 22 weeks gestation. So that's just halfway through. That's incredible. It is. And it's, um, you know, these kids are weighing 500 grams. So if you can imagine something so tiny. The reality is, though, our understanding of diet and nutrition for these kids has not kept pace, really because they're meant to be in utero, growing inside mom with a very custom cocktail. And so what what we learned through meeting Kate Gregory and through our research has been that we really need to provide information to the clinical team. So these are the doctors, the nutritionists, the nurses at the bedside to help provide information about feeding and nutrition because these children are suffering significant growth failure. They're having developmental delays and disabilities. They have a greater risk of disease throughout life. And we believe that if we can provide information to the clinical teams to empower them, that they can have better outcomes and certainly enjoy a longer, healthier life. And so doing it here, we've got phenomenal centers, whether that's Children's Hospital, Penn, Jefferson, we've got a lot of great opportunity here in the region to work with collaborators to understand the need and to to put the solution in front of them, which is it's software. It sits at their desktop and helps advise them Mm -hmm. on feeding and nutrition. So it's very actionable. But uh, the more users, the better, because obviously with data, the more we have, the more customized we can get in providing solutions for the children. Share with us a little bit more about the, the business model. How do you guys actually generate revenue? So we do sell to hospitals. It's technology called clinical decision support. 
So we don't diagnose a disease or provide a therapeutic like a drug would be. We provide information, and the hospital purchases that software to improve the outcomes and reduce what's called length of stay, so how many days the babies are in the hospital. This is aligned with a lot of value-based care incentives and other payment models in the new healthcare regime. And so we provide our software. We sell to hospitals. They then can improve not only the physical outcomes and, and growth for the kids, but also to reduce their cost by getting these kids home sooner to their parents and reducing that length of stay, which can cost between four to $6,000 a day, actually. So that's how we make money. We make them better. We make the kids better. And we happen to make a profit. And Tracy, take us back to kind of the origins of Astarte and your vision for where uh, Nick Nutrition was originating. Sitting at your kitchen table, sitting in a boardroom with some of your colleagues, and how you went from kind of concept to reality. Sure. So Tammy and I had spent about six years investing personally in women and children's health companies around the country. Actually, we think it's a huge underserved area from both investment perspective, but also from just getting these products to market. And we got a phone call being uh, one of the few players in the space about Kate Gregory's work up at the Brigham and Women's Hospital. And we went and met with her. It was about uh, a year before we started the company. And she struck a chord with us. The idea that you could use nutrition to prevent health conditions as opposed to treat conditions. Um, The idea of being more informed about your gut health. I'm sure you read studies every day about your microbiome and probiotics and all these great things, but never is that more important than in our patient population when they're still developing. And so we were both compelled from a societal need perspective and then spent about a year figuring how we're going to build a business model. So as former investors, we're all about, can you sell? Will someone pay for it? And and can you make money to sustain your business? And that's what we did our homework on. And a year later, a study was born. So do you think your business actually benefited from being located in greater Philadelphia, you know, specifically in that Bucks County community? Well, it was great for us. Um, some of our team is based um, just over the water in Jersey. Um, our CTO is out in Kennett Square. Um, but a lot of our great uh, collaborators, whether they be uh, hospitals here in the greater Philadelphia region, even all the way out to sort of Pittsburgh, but Pennsylvania has a huge and rich depth of hospitals and academic collaborators for us, as well as even all the way up to New York. So the proximity gives us um, good access to really great advisors, to uh, talented individuals, to students, and other people to help us grow our business efficiently. The innovative and modern work of Astarte actually finds a home in the rustic Yardley Grist Mill. That's located in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. The warm office actually feels more like a welcoming home than a frenzied medical startup. While touring their workspace, we noted the large black and white photographs, they're beautiful, of infants in neonatal intensive care that prominently line the exposed brick walls. They almost feel like a visual reminder to the team of just how truly vital the work they are accomplishing actually is. If you could talk a little bit about that, you referenced your proximity in Bucks County, easy access to not only partners and customers in you know the New England area and New York area, 
but also other parts of the country and other parts of the world in terms of distribution and ability to access different partners. Absolutely. I think between the the train systems, the the public transportation options, certain Philadelphia airport, I mean, we are on the road a lot with what we do. And the, the area is accessible. It's, um, it's really well organized, if you think about it, from a travel perspective. And it's very easy to even get people in and out to visit us, whether that be for diligence or for meetings or collaborations. So we love our location. We love the grist mill, our historic landmark that we're in. It provides a lot of character for a startup. The entrepreneurial community popping up in lots of colleges and universities and even in high schools. Share with us what kind of guidance and advice you would give to a young person who's thinking about embarking on a career that is cloaked in entrepreneurism. Yeah, for sure. So my first advice is always don't look beyond your backyard. For many cases, I think there is a lot of hype about Silicon Valley and Boston, et cetera. And it really depends on whether you want to be one of a million or you want to be one of a dozen. And I think the caliber of, as I said, talent and capital and support you can get in a community like the greater Philadelphia region far exceeds being um, a tiny fish in a big sea. And so certainly early in your career in that first entrepreneurship, use your local resources. I think all of the schools here have active entrepreneurship programs to support students. There are a lot of seed and business plan competitions. So there's a great opportunity here. And we're seeing, honestly, more and more, I would call them younger people. I'm in my 40s, so I can say that. Um, Starting businesses that just have brilliant ideas, they're well-grounded, and this is the place to build it because you have people here in Philadelphia who've built real businesses that make products that improve either health or life or energy, and you want to do that with that kind of expertise. What's next? What's next for the team at Astarte? Well, so we're launching our first product. So Nick Nutrition's our platform. We have actually two products. So we're piloting our software this year uh, for our first product. We'll be introducing our second product next year, which is more of a gut health score. So think about your blood pressure, your heart rate. We're giving clinicians a way to monitor the state of your gut. So help to drive feeding and nutrition choices. And so it's scale, it's growth, it's hiring. We've got a couple of big technical hires we'd like to do in our team. And then I think we'd like to look at maybe prenatal or early infant nutrition as well. I think that whole area to just help promote uh, women and infant health is very important, both for our own benefits um, as well as for um, our children. The entrepreneurial spirit continues to thrive in our community, and all of today's stories are always available online at 1210wpht.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia. We're a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. And we're the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. We work to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our neighborhood. Thanks to our investors and partners who believe in our efforts. Special thanks to program producers Elena Carmazan and Maricela Juarez and writer Samara Grizel. And our researcher, Steve Boucher. Learn more at selectgreaterphl.com and tune into our podcast at 1210wpht.com slash select. Independence Blue Cross is a leading health insurance company offering health plans including managed care, Medicare, and Medicaid with over 10,000 dedicated employees. Learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. 
Drexel University is a proud investor of the select Greater Philadelphia Council. Drexel University engages with students in universities around the world and is home to the Academy of Natural Sciences, the nation's oldest major natural science museum and research organization. Learn more about Drexel University at drexel.edu or call 215-895-2000. Liberty Property Trust has been creating environments that help businesses realize their full potential for nearly 50 years. To learn about the Philadelphia Navy Yard or other Liberty Properties, visit libertyproperty.com or call 215-568-4100. This is a citizen's perspective on planning for retirement, also known as the five stages of grief. Presented by me, Tony Goes, Premier Relationship Manager at Citizens Bank. When it comes to helping my clients, like Dave here, plan for retirement, I get this a lot. First comes denial. Not worried. Definitely not worried. I've got plenty of time and money. Then anger. What was I thinking? Why didn't I start saving more years ago? Then fear. What am I going to do now? This is bad, right? Right? Then comes bargaining. Okay, how about this? Here's an idea. What if I start saving more next year? Then finally, acceptance. Maybe we should get started. I can help take the grief out of planning for retirement. Ask me, Tony Goes, how a Citizens Retirement Checkup can help you reach your potential. Citizens Bank is a brand name of Citizens Bank NA and Citizens Bank of Pennsylvania, member FDIC. Citizens Bank Wealth Management is comprised of both bank and brokerage affiliated companies. The greater Philadelphia region has over 3 million skilled workers in virtually all occupations and industry sectors. Our diverse workforce contributes to the success of regional, national, and international companies throughout the community. For more information on Philadelphia's workforce, visit selectgreaterphl.com or listen to the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast at radio.com.